You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. To Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. And gentlemen, I'm using a wood fire stove. No, wood wood stove. Wood stove. Wood stove to heat uh, the domicile that I'm in. And Mm. me and Bob uh, think this new drug charge is going to sound like Boney Vare. That's right. uh, You know what? I don't know what it's going to sound like because I haven't. Like a lot of ukuleles yet. and shit. <laughs> I haven't. Broke back keeping, drug church. Let's go. I've been sitting on a couch in the control room. Nobody shares a song with me yet. You've been so, there for a week? They I've know. been here for a week. Don't know what the songs are. <laughs> what have they done? No, they recorded. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're doing their thing. They're just, uh, they're, they're, it's like a surprise. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. I, if the songs are slow, I quit. Mm. If the songs are slow, he quits. Everybody, thank you to our sponsors, Run for Cover Records, Short, Fast, and Loud, To Live a Lie, uh, Loud, Fast, Short, Convulse Records. Uh, what, what was the Tom? Help me out. What would it be? Young, Loud, and Snotty. Blarg Comp. <laughs> young, yeah, Young, Loud, and Snotty. Sure. And the immortal closed casket activities. And that's Young, Loud, and Scotty, like the Lifetime song. Hmm. Oh, I was going to say Smart and Final. All right. Smart and Final. <laughs> Big lots. Uh, everybody, it's like the second week of January. Everyone's figuring out what they're doing this year. We're telling you right now, <clears throat> do our, do us a favor. Do yourselves a favor. Go back to each of these fine record labels. Run for cover records. To live a lie records. Convulse Records, Closed Casket Activities, go to the respective websites, Instagrams, uh, Twitters, X, whatever, Facebook, whatever. Find what you missed in 2023. Let us know about it. Go buy it. Let's go. Uh, Thank you to all of them. We love them. They're great. How you guys doing? And and actually, it's not just an ad read. Sincerely, tell us if there's something that we haven't mentioned from these labels that you think deserves a spotlight. Because... You know, we pump them every week, but it, sometimes there's these stealth releases that don't make our radar because it's not something that we immediately go listen to ourselves. You know what I mean? So uh, tell us if there's something that you think was hot in 2023 that uh, might have gone overlooked. How you guys doing? How you feeling? If it wasn't, you know, wood fire stove aside, uh, doing okay. How's, how's, uh, first thing first, Tom. How you doing in the BK? Is uh, or did you avoid snow or did you get snow? Uh, very little snow in in LIC. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, uh, you know it wasn't bad. It, was, it, it it like looked nice out the window, but none of it stuck, which is important. 
Oh, that's yeah, good. How about the shore? Nothing. All rain. All rain here. Oh, no. Uh, well, we got flakes. It just didn't stick, which is nice. Yeah, that's not bad. Just right in here. Um, Patrick, how's uh, the United States of America treating you? Uh, yeah, tell us what's wrong with us and, and everything that you don't see why everyone's making such a big deal out of it since you've been here for 72 hours. Uh, Happy January 6th to you, Patrick. It's a bunch of deplorables up in Juniper Hills. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> Are this near like where like Drake lives? Like what's going on? <laughs> no, no, it is not where Drake lives. No. It is uh, uh, Antelope Valley, which uh, uh, respectfully to our listeners who are uh, struggling with uh, or in recovery from drug addiction. Uh, uh, Antelope Valley, uh, I learned, is a, a spot where uh, I guess state run rehabs kind of let out. Uh, and mm. it is uh, uh, it's rougher than I anticipated. Uh, it, uh, how do I say this delicately? Uh, <laughs> it's rougher than I anticipated, but the, the house that I'm in is, uh, it's a studio and it's a home, mm. uh, owned by Alex Estrada, who, uh, listeners of this podcast will know from his musical endeavors, uh, at, very strange musical mind. I don't know if you fellas know him personally. Uh, he is, uh, a, like dedicated vegan kind of uh, crust is sort of his uh, orientation, but musically mm. his, his life is, is, is prong. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, right, so uh, he is a uh, uh, interesting fella. It's his studio. Uh, he's not here at the moment, but uh, it, it's uh, he's allowed us uh, the space and it's uh, going very well. Uh, I would Sweet. recommend any, I, I'm going to complain about this stupid fucking wood fire, but I would recommend to anybody uh, to perhaps do their record here because it's uh, turning out really good. Are you going to the Devil's Punch Bowl or what? Uh, I'm going down to the Palmdale train station, which uh, was uh, like a twenty by twenty room that, uh, if you, it was like a, you know, that scene in uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street where mm, he's in, mm. where it shows the insane asylum that is uh, Freddie's mother worked. That that's what. Yeah, it was yeah, like. yeah. Oh, fantastic. Love a good uh, bus depot. <clears throat> You're just getting a little taste of home, buddy. Yeah. Um, welcome back to the United States of America. Um, Thanks yo, so how, much. What do we got? What's, what's going on with hardcore? How we doing? 2024 off to a bang or? Well, FYA looks popping. That's it, usually it, the, the beginning of the calendar. It's yeah, the Syracuse it, show first, obviously. Right. Yep. Feels so, like the only show that happens in New York, in America, on on New York, January first. There might be sure. others. Um, right. That was fun. Let me talk on this for one second. I, I'm gonna say something crazy. All right, FYA looks great. It looks really, really fucking fun. Uh, I'm mm. going to say something now that we alluded mm. to or said directly <laughs> on an earlier podcast that is a pure matter of opinion. Are you ready? And it, it, I want to preface it with that because I don't want no, our listeners to write us something wild. I can't wait. Tom, Go. Tom, I don't speak for you. I don't think necessarily on this, but I think Bob and I have made our position here clear. Hmm. Uh, I have negative interest in seeing Dying Fetus at a hardcore show. Negative. Yeah. That said... This is what this, this, if I could just ask you to everybody to please carry the energy I'm carrying, which is, it still made me happy to see people happy. 
That's right. <laughs> you know I mean? That's exactly like, right. I, I was reading all the commentary about it and shit. And I was like, I couldn't give a goddamn what happens to Diet Fetus. But it's nice to see kids having fun. Now, Absolutely. It's like walking past a golden corral and just seeing a bunch of people yeah, having, having their best life. Just yes. living, pouring soda on the floor, throwing up. I don't got to love it. Place. It's gross. Good job. You, you Maybe they're buying a calendar on, like, or like a nice, like, yeah. It's just gross. Go for it. I love it. I love that you love it. Uh, that's uh, yes. That is the correct energy. Um, and that is how 2024 dislikes should be handled. Dime Fetus. Uh, no, no, I don't like them. I don't care. But I like that people are getting a chance to really enjoy it. I do hope that, that there was some railing going on in the bathroom. Like how good would it be if there were just like three or four couples just going at it by the urinals? Right, like they had it set up that it's like, yo, as soon as they start, that's oh, our shot. Like Hound Town, just going crazy. Love it. So I uh, heard that was what was going on at FYA. Um, Tom, what an amazing point to talk about the hardcore calendar. Like these weird... I feel like, you know, and then there's like the Summerfest. There's like, you know, Sound of Fury. This is hardcore. Like United Blood used to be the Spring Break Fest. Um, right, LDB is like kind of the Spring Break kind of there, now. yep, yep, yep. Is there anything towards the end of the year? I mean, uh, the Triple B stuff is usually at the end. R.I.P. The, America's yeah, Hardcore, which is usually first weekend of December. Right. Um, and now they do stuff in Brooklyn, which yeah, is like the, usually the fourth oh, quarter. Yeah. The back to the school jam was always kind of a thing. Yeah. So that's interesting. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like the hardcore calendar. It's like milestone. Uh, FYA does seem like it was lit. Um, Where do we land on the lights on, lights off thing? Because I'm full lights off. Lights off, man. Yeah, lights off. Daytime hardcore fest. You have to. So I've got I've got some feelings, but go go in first, Patrick. I like that Drain does it, but only because it's it's an intentional vibe that that they are very committed to. I don't actually because they're a beach band. Yes, and uh, and also the sunshine. I mean, you know what? I hadn't even connected it like that, but but that totally good makes sense. It makes sense enough. Uh, also, the, those crowds are super wild. So, on some, for, in my mind, old uh, old man style, I'm thinking liability shit. Let's You're on this liability. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. But uh, whatever the thing is, I like that 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 they own that that that's their sort of thing. That said, I actually aesthetically hate it. <laughs> And I, and I really wish that the lights were off at all times. You don't got to be one of these fucking tacky as fuck, uh, you, you know, like kind of uh, black metal bands that has two candles on stage. I, I just think that it's uh, – th- th- there's – firstly, I think, you know, I, look, listen, respectfully to – does my respectful tone come across on this podcast, by the way? No. Occasionally. Okay. okay. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> respectfully to – all the uh, festivals that invite my bands to play, we're v- I'm very, very grateful. And I'm sincere. That's sincere. I like those things and I have a good time. That said, I hate playing outdoors during sunlight. It's disgusting. Uh, secondly, uh, but that's on me. That just means that I've got to become a uh, Judas priest so I can headline and play post 9 PM. Th- that's on me. That's my, my, I'll work towards it, but I get the fucking lights out. Rock music of any stripe, whether that be, uh, cl- uh, you know, guitar rock, classic rock, album rock uh, of of a certain era. Whether that be uh, uh, noise rock. Whether that be uh, uh, punk or hardcore. It was all meant to be played in a sub five hundred cap room with no lights. 
That's that's what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and that apply, I apply the same thing to Alice Cooper. You know, <laughs> so, so just stop with. I don't need production, and I don't need the lights on. Just get you know, a couple lights. If if the uh, sure. venue if the venue owner is drunk, may, maybe <laughs> m- maybe we're going with some uh, strobes. You know, what I mean, until somebody tells them no. But but mm-hmm. just it, it is. So I don't love that about FYA. I mean, I, I like it if they're trying to own that in some way. I think that that's okay. I mean, it's got a it's got a vibe like you it know does. it's an FYA show, and that's it's true. also a giant room with giant windows. So like yeah. most of the open like but but every band before like seven thirty is going to be playing in some kind of bright area. So that's okay. that's my my big thing is that you know this is not a question other than for the festivals that happen during the day, right? So, uh, speaking with some history, if not authority on this, but just having done this, you keep most of the lights off. Uh, if you're in a room that has at least decent lighting coming in, you get a couple stage lights. You know what I mean? You make it so that people can see the band, but the rest of it, you just don't want to be, I don't know. It, it feels like, like a, <sighs> like a, some sort of evacuee camp. Like uh, like yeah. everyone's getting a vaccine shot in an emergency situation when all the lights are on in a big room like that. Um, that's I, I I give credit to that the place that we did the first two Sound and Furies the Alpine. We kept the lights low during the day the early sets, but there was enough ambient light that made it very visible and still had a couple stage lights so you could see the band really well. You know what I mean? It wasn't like people were walking around in pitch black at two in the afternoon in Ventura, California, you know? Sure. So you just, you know, it's hard. But then, to be honest, haven't been to that venue that FYA is at, it might be a cave, you know? And that's another set of issues. So you're, you're not wrong. I will say this. A smart photographer could take advantage of the lights being on during the middle of the day at FYA. You get some nice black and white photos that are really clear. You get good resolution. You know what I mean? You just get nice lighting. But uh, but overall, it's tough to see. Um, it's tough. It's a tough see. I mean, the worst example than than FYA is when you have lights on at the fucking uh, drop ceiling VFW. Like, oh, uh, that's the worst. That's 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 some real depressing reality hitting you in the face. Now, now here's a question. I have not been to this venue. I do not think. Uh, it, 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 give me an idea. How many windows are we talking? At FIA? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Tom's like, how, how, how do we turn into a venue architecture podcast? An old man, like, I, I, I mean, are, there, it, are they high? Beautiful, beautiful giant venue. Yep. Um, there's at least one side I think has windows, if I remember correctly. A Glazer, could, right? The Glazer Center? Yeah. Owned by, it's owned by the, the guy that owns, the family that owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. So let's not get too mean. No, no, no we're look, we're, let's get some info on this. But right, I think like one this. side is like the you're coming like one side of the venue, you're like coming in through like the vestibule. So that's all like just wall. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I remember correctly, the other side has windows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, that looks right. I'm looking at it now. So I guess my question is yeah, for less than a thousand dollars or for more than a thousand dollars, could I uh, get the type of uh, uh, filter screen? Have your bar or bat mitzvah for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> The, no, that they use at uh, that they use for film, 
Uh, could we? Mm. Could you? Could you roll something over these windows so you could make the entire room green rather than sunlight? Could you do it red? Yeah, than only, for Pat, only for Pat's set though. So if you want to take that out of your drug, your drug <laughs> yeah, chart, guarantee. Oh, I found the floor planning capacity chart. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you. No, this is looking good. The it's got a rug, which is very forgiving on your feet. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. I was talking now, about. There's a bar in the middle of the pit. Oh, Pardon weird. Me? Okay. There's a bar. <laughs> Like a like, like a, a drink like yeah like because it's not meant for hardcore shows it's meant for like bar mitzvahs and mm. sweet sixteens and stuff oh. but you can sit behind the bar like and I watched the show some of the bands from like the back of the room like sitting like at like a cocktail table it was wonderful okay mm. all right that seems great uh, it's a giant yeah. giant space it's it's a great it's a great time I mean it's yeah. the weather was nice the last time usually you know sometimes it's the we played one year and I, I had to wear the same winter coat that I wore in Brooklyn in Tampa and I was kind of bummed. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. super disappointing. That would, Come on. I was it. like, I want to wear shorts. And I'm like, no, you're not, you dickhead. It's the same fucking weather it is in New York. I'm like, this is a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. It's uh, like such a bummer. I'm wearing the same jacket. Yo, here's one I mean, quick look. question, Tom. Did it feel like it took over the entire um, building, like the entire space, or just a part of it? A pretty, I would say, I would like say most of it. Because it's like, okay. there's, <clears throat> the merch area is is pretty big. Okay. There's like an entry foyer that you go in and like the grand entry, takes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it takes over a good portion of it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the Armory Ballroom is probably. I'm looking at the. Uh, the and you used to have like famous mostly. like NWA wrestling things there in the 70s. Like Dusty Rhodes oh, used to wrestle there. That's cool. Oh, that's really cool. Shout and out, apparently shout they have a bunch of stuff on the wall. Well, in, in FYA, out Florida having cold weather. In New World Man, in Combust, killing it. In uh, FYA in general, shout out to Bob Wilson. Shout out for putting on a cool fest. Trapped Under Ice set looked really fun. Um, yeah, do you think we'll ever get more Trapped Under Ice music, like recorded music? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I do. Because Baltimore is like a creative place kind of thing. Uh, I just think that, uh, you know, listen, listen, I don't want to put words in the man's mouth or whatever. I just think that, uh, specifically justice needed to explore other creative, uh, endeavors and then get, get the validation of, of, Oh, yo, that's lit. And that, and Mm -hmm. only then can you really come back to the other thing because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to live in trapped under ice. He just wants to be in the band trapped under ice. You you know what I mean? So so I think that. Uh, doing Angel Dust on the level that he has means that, yeah, I, I think I think he feels it's become so that. successful. Yeah, I think after a certain he point, feel like he's like leaning on TUI for. Yeah, because that's not a good feeling. Like uh, you, no. you ever think about this? Like guys that uh, they try other shit, it doesn't go, and then it, it feels like a walk back rather than a than a fun visit. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, how many I, bands have we seen do that? Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, so I think we thought now, we had we've had we've had episodes about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've had uh, very long conversations uh, uh, before hitting record about that. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, but I, I think that there's no doubt that uh, Angel Dust is its own entity with its with a successful identity of its own. So I think that now perhaps we're more likely to get uh, new TUI material. If I had to guess. That's an interesting. I, that's actually such an interesting concept that it it kind of like took. Like Angel Dust hit a had plenty of success, right? Like, oh yeah, this is not 
you know. But there was moments early, early where people still were like, I want TUI, I want TUI, I want TUI, you know. Then it hit a certain point where I think Angel Dust just kind of had their own world. There's a generation. Ups and downs, peaks yeah. and valleys. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you know. Um, that's so interesting. Hmm. And I wonder, I mean, there's a generation of, t- yeah, like that Justice is the dude from Angel, Angel Dust. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I wonder how much. I mean, obviously, the the, the turnstile connection helped, but I, I'm sure um, a, an Angel Dust connection helped keep TUI right where they were. No, definitely. No they might have gotten bigger. Oh, I think that. TUI, I think the Angel Dust connection brought, tapped them into a lot of people who might have written it off as something else, but it's like, wait a second, that's the dude from Angel Dust's hardcore band? Oh, cool. Oh, right. well, I know he's cool. Like, he's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah some doofus like let me check this out too oh this is hard but i love it you know so interesting the reciprocity of angel dust and tui who'd have thunk oh, yeah. it um what else what are, oh so guys it, it's still the beginning of the year let's milk some of these beginning of the year content topics what do you think was the pervasive trend of 2023 like what was the the wind blowing uh, hardcore punk adjacent wise in 2023 and then we can prognosticate about 24 if you feel up for it oh i'd love to i mean i think more street punk interesting was yeah, like the, the yeah. over you know like the overwhelming kind of vibe in a yeah. lot of 2023 yeah yeah music got either more melodic that way or more ignorant mosh I feel Hold like they up. went in divergent extreme paths. Mm. Uh, can can I bring in a can I call an audible and bring in a guest for one second? Sure, sure. We'll re- we will re- return to this because Tom made. Great well, this is this voice. is on the topic. So this is uh, John mm. Markson, who's currently recording me, who uh, mm. recorded a lot of hardcore bands over the last uh, twenty four months, and could probably. Uh, give his insight as to uh, w- John. We're talking about trends at the moment mm-hmm. for 2023. What you thought might have been the dominant trend of that moment. I'm going to give you these uh, headphones mm-hmm. and allow you to talk to these gentlemen about your experience. Okay, sure. And, and maybe give your credentials a little bit. Can we hear me? Hey, John. We got yeah. you. Don't yeah. don't even worry about the credentials too much. We know people know who you are. Don't worry about Patrick stuff. Give it to us. What are you hearing <laughs> out there on the streets? In regards to what? Just rephrase it to me. Let me hear it coming from your from your mouth. Yeah, because yeah, somebody a little more straight. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of the prevailing sonic trends in punk, hardcore, Jason, and otherwise in twenty twenty three? Prevailing trends. Um, you know, it's hard for me to say. I feel like. This is a, a little more broad than maybe you're asking, mm. but I, I feel like I noticed a trend with um, just a general veer towards songcraft, you know? Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. There seemed to be like a more emphasis on the song and than maybe I had noticed in the past. Um, I know, again, that's a little it's a little watery and, and a producery kind of thing to say, but... Um, I don't know. I just felt like I really liked the songs this year. Even in hardcore, not the more melodic stuff you... Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I'd say there's like a way more more sophisticated um, 
and natural approach to like using all these different, you know, moves and languages that hardcore and punk have been developing for so long and doing it with like a self-awareness to it that works in the song and not just for its own sake, you know? No, I think that's, that leans into some of the things that we're talking about too. It's, it's interesting because how do you play that? How do you play songcraft into bands who are essentially writing like thud music? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's the the maturation of the craft and and the history of it. You know. Yeah. No. Sonically, I, I think that's probably son- true because I think we I think we have people writing beat down music who still have an idea of music outside of that genre. You know what I mean? I think so. I think so. I recorded a a band that has been referred to me as a beat town band this year. This band Karma, whose record's coming mm-hmm. out next year. Um. And even in music yeah. that on its face, the first time I was exposed to it felt like, as you just so eloquently called it, thud music. Um, <laughs> they they were really clever with how they were writing their songs in ways that has you know opened me up to stuff. And they their influences and the music they only talked about was rap and R and B the entire time. Maybe like the metal kids in the band were also you know talking about shred music, but you know what I mean. Sure, sure, sure. No, I do. I think that's that's sort of. Hmm. That spins it a different way because Tom said a, a couple of things that we're seeing more mm-hmm. sonically. We're seeing hearing a lot of street punk, which I agree with, and also mm-hmm. extremely heavy, and and I agree with that as well. And I think that that kind of pull in because even in the more punky punk stuff, there's just so much melody. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, and Tom, I'd love to hear your opinion. the The lines between Oi, street punk kind of stuff mm-hmm. and pop punk mm-hmm. are not that f- far. I mean, the har- a haircut is the biggest difference. <laughs> quite often, quite often, and then how uh, how how forceful your singing is is just a little like, are you going a little gruff and or are you just trying to uh, hit the note? You know, I mean, think about like even drug church. Sure, <sighs> if Pat put on a hundred pounds, probably started drinking. Mm-hmm. Shaved his head, and the rest of the band like like followed him in kind. Could you picture them being like considered like an oi band? It's not that far off. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I just it. It's so outside the realm. Of po- Actually, it's not outside the realm of possibility that Pat would put on a hundred pounds somehow. I mean, but, I don't know. Once he gets, ha- you know, he gets married, he gets happy, you know. Right. Ooh. Starts having to work at the mine. You know. Yeah. You know what? I can see that again. I'm literally, I'm literally watching this man build a beautiful flame, build a beautiful fire to heat himself. He's he's returning to the earth. Yeah, <laughs> John, thank you. It, so it, much I, for it may us. it may it may suit him. Oh yeah, no problem. Happy to happy to be here. We appreciate Patrick you. here. You're being back. Thank you, Pat. Yes, sir. Hello, Patrick. So you Patrick, get to you get to now agree or disagree with your your guests' uh, assessment. Do you think? There's better song craft. No, I disagree with them fully. I think songs were butt this year. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree fully. Uh, so, uh, John, uh, I don't know if he listed this shit or not. I went and got myself a LaCroix. Um, he he uh, recorded, uh, what, One Step, Koyo, uh, yep. who else, John? Karma, else which I would like to hear. He mentioned Karma. Yep. Karma, yeah. Life's question. Really? Which oh, life's, life's question. Oh. Oh, a thing that's coming up. See, they're in between. They're a little melodic. Hold life's on question is an interesting one. Heavy. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm asking him something off mic. How, how'd that go? Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Sounds we good. can hear you. 
<laughs> you know, like, this is off mic doesn't mean it's not like. I do love that. Tom, hold on. I got to well, ask you something off mic. Is Patrick okay? Is he all right? No, I don't think he's. I think I just, just cut my hand well, right here. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think he can hear us, but no, he's not. I, I like life's question. I just wanted to make sure it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, and if John goes, that eh, didn't go so great. What are you yeah, gonna John, do? We gonna cut like? Beep. Well, listen, he could be, he could be honest. He, he'll but he'll usually he white knights for everything. So, so but he but he can be honest where he'll be like, well, I found I found that they were coming at things from a different angles. You know, and, and you'll be like, okay, all right, I understand. I can read between the lines. Now, here's the, uh, here's the thing I thought was interesting is that. Songcraft, in terms of qualitative, I'm curious about. But in terms of where it's pulling from in range, I do really agree with what John was saying. Because I think I think we're getting as many external influences as hardcore's ever had. Um, part Partly not to say it's like some flourish of creativity, but it's just the way this thing moves. In addition to, I think, there's just a broad well. And... If you want to go on the con side, there's a little bit of distance from like uh, pearl clutching, only uh, influenced by the '80s hardcore right yeah, now. It's, um, it's much, it's much more, much more genre agnostic than it has been in the past, for sure. And that's right. People openly listen to pop music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, and that's gotta like. See, like seep into your your writing like roger moret's not being like yo that olivia rodrigo record bangs right <laughs> he might not have said that about blondie in 81 right you know what i mean like they're writing victim in pain he's not like have you heard men at work no like he's not fucking but now your favorite like the heaviest bands in the world are like yo man i'm going to see bad bunny yeah that's yeah. that ain't wrong that um, are, it's all pop music i mean it has to kind of be, you know, kind of, you know, interject itself into your writing. Sure. So, so a quick aside, because I want to continue on this, this broader conversation, but a uh, homie and a listener, Justin hit me the other day out of nowhere. And he was like, Oh, sorry to bother. I'm like, dude, this was, this never was no. And this was a great diversion. I actually thought it was a great one. Um, you were forced to listen to one decade of music only for the rest of your life. Anything and everything that came out that decade is fair game. You only get to choose between the 80s or the 90s. Which do you choose? 80s, no question. 90s, no question. I came out 80s, no question. That makes um, sense, yeah. But, 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 I really, I thought about it a little bit. I was going through it, and I was like, okay, you know what? For me, <clears throat> uh, indie music, 80s over 90s, for me. Uh, hardcore flip a coin, probably eighties, but whatever. Um, rap nineties for sure for me. Um, pop music eighties, adjacent weird Neverland eighties, like like the new wave stuff eighties, all that the Smiths, the Cure, all this stuff eighties. Um, rock music at large is tough, like mainstream rock but i still probably go 80s but that one's close i mean you saw that meme that was like yo all these records and it was like a stack of records records came out within like two weeks in 1991 and it was like i know i know pearl jam and metallica and tropical quest and this and it was like fuck yeah there's a real strong spell there but it, I, you know what tom i said emo or 80s emo i go 80s 
But it's can like I make so a, small. Can I make a, can I make a, 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 a confession that will be canceled? Yeah. Sure. Gun to my head, if I got to listen to Embrace for the rest of my life or Texas is the Reason, I'm taking Texas is the Reason 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> I don't yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I okay. Don't no, and I, I don't... I think I think you're in a strong place with that. Um, quick question for you here, Tom: Metal of the '80s or metal of the '90s? Because to me, I went metal of the '80s because I'm like early Slayer, all those Metallica records. Like, oh my, like there's nothing. But then I was like, you know what? Though there's a lot of people. If you like death metal at all, there's a lot of that right. in the night. Know, records at the gates, mm-hmm. Pantera. That's right. I mean, there's good Slayer records in the '90s. South of Heaven, I think, may have been '89. Seasons in the Abyss is like '90, 90, '91. There's a lot of people. No, I know. I'm not a Rod '90s Slayer guy, Man. but there's a lot of people who are. Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, I bet you if you Garage lined up, days, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what? Those probably not as like cut and dry. It's not. It's not. No, Maybe that one really was one that was not. To- you know what I mean? Because I think of the '80s, and I'm like, "That's cool," but like, would I want to listen to just '80s hardcore? Because at least in the '90s, you can listen to stuff that was '80s influenced and other stuff. No, I, well, that's the part. Hardcore, you know I mean? like, you, if you want a fast hardcore band, you could be like, oh, "I'm just gonna put on like fucking like Ten Yard Fight or fucking yeah." Crittles, oh, you want whatever. yeah, right, exactly right. Scratch every itch that you needed from the '80s, and then it's other stuff. Yeah, you you lose out on post hardcore of the '90s variety for sure. Like I, I'm missing quicksand, you know. Uh, right. But but it, it, hardcore is another one. I think hardcore would flip a coin. Metal. I'm I'm going '80s, but I'm willing to hear people's arguments for the '90s. Yeah, I'd like that. Thing. I would like to hear that. Like so, what people say like, Patrick, make your argument because you said '80s, no question. Um, uh, I mean, best. Guitar music objectively better. Uh, uh, How's that though? I don't know. That's not music ob- objectively better. Uh, so I think rap is the only argument that I would be willing to hear. Really, um, I think uh, you know. Look, if you want to say guitar, pure guitar music, what's the best uh, uh, decade? You might say seventies, right? But correct, uh, correct, 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 all day. But if we're just saying holistically the idea of the guitar as employed in any, any rock arranged band, uh, I'll take the eighties over the nineties. And I love a lot of nineties music, obviously. I mean, this is not and like I, I, I Tom, want to make I this decision. Fall, I fall in line there too. If I was having to choose between them, but if we were to break it down even further, Patrick mainstream rock of the eighties, like mainstream rock, like I'm not a hair metal dude, right? Like, I, I can talk about the first Molly Crew record. That's that's pretty good, but I, I like in a pop music way, handful of Guns N' Roses tracks for sure. You know, like a Bon Jovi song. But like, what are the good mainstream rock records of the of the eighties? You two, oh, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, first, you two records are great. Yep. Uh, it's you know a half <laughs> talking talking heads or Devo. It's like not quite uh, you know calling those mainstream rock feels weird though they. I guess would broadly fall into the category. Right. Well, the, well, this is the problem. When I'm thinking about when born I'm in the USA, I, that Bruce was the one that came to mind. Sure, sure. See, I, I guess Couple I'm. Songs. I guess I'm thinking of stuff that is uh, tiny bit, uh, a tiny bit, a tiny bit more 
uh, alternative than that, right? Because I'm, I'm well. That's that's where that's where I fall with everything. Like all that stuff. Like I'm not trying to compare Aerosmith to Goo Goo Dolls. I'm I'm, I'm thinking the other. But if I'm being asked, like to break them out, like mainstream rock of the '80s is kind of butt. Not the uh, mainstream yeah, I, rock. I, mean, I, I don't. Know you know, like mainstream it. rock of the '90s is uh, literally spawned butt rock. You know, so. Uh, by the way, is Bud Rock just the um, gen- like generational evolution of hair metal? Yeah, sure. Well, you could also say you could also say it's the the evolution of uh, album oriented rock. You know, like I think we just became yeah, tasteless, sure. and then that's that's what happened. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, everybody at home, uh, have that conversation for yourself when when Buddy Justin asked it uh, before reading him say eighties or nineties. There was a large part of me that thought I was going to go seventies, like just like, well, oh, I like I like pop music of the seventies. I like a lot of rock records in the seventies. I think you get some interesting punk music. I probably still go eighties, but uh, I have a huge affinity for the seventies. That said, off the old person corner, twenty twenty three. John made a good point for songwriting, songcraft, um, rebutted by some. Uh, Tom, you brought up both street punk and kind of heavy, like hard mosh, kind of like heavy yeah. mosh. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and I think I've said this before. I think Beatdown kind of won a few years ago because hardcore migrated heavier. And like stop, go mosh parts, like dun, 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 dun. Like those mosh parts no longer get people to turn away if they're strictly a fast hardcore listener. It's like, okay, that's just that's just a part of the whole thing now. Um, I mean, I think so many bands have integ- integrated that into their sound. Yes, exactly. And done it so well. Like, like Never Ending Game. Uh, yes. I, I mean, like... Super heavy, but it, there's so much tasteful shit to it. I mean, look, I... And if I, you don't like that style, you could still like them because it's like, oh, dude, th- there's so much guitar stuff and drum stuff and vocals. Like, you don't necessarily need to like the heaviest of hardcore to like them because they bring so much else into that kind of sound. And we talk about Mind Force enough a lot, uh, but maybe we could talk about them more. Um, I mean, I think about Excalibur. It's it's like such a perfectly crafted song from several years ago now still, but like they it's a get, classic now. Yeah, it's a classic. It really is. God damn. All right. We, we got 20 episodes off this one already. Um, it has the stop stop marsh part like it's got a right. yeah right and that might not have scratched your itch no but I, but the whole right, right but but here's the thing the song's so perfect and it's crafted so well i'm in i'm i'm in that's what I, i'm saying yeah it's so and i feel like more bands bring that into it that it's kind of it's, it makes it more interesting to someone who's not necessarily on board for that stuff in, in a in a general way and so you you mentioned the street punk thing, yes, way more skinheads than we had anticipated in 2023. Um, I think punk music, punk, like or people trying to incorporate being punk music, uh, found its way back. Whether I think that they really knew what they were going for or not, um, I think it was bound to happen, though, right? Like hardcore got so big that yeah, <laughs> the other people had to come back and be like, nope, this isn't it. It's you know, 75 caps or nothing. Right. Well, well, that and also the sonic parallels to from street punk oi that is poppier has a cleaner production edge 
more melodic, catchier choruses, all of a sudden it's a, uh, I'm looking at the same picture, you know, it's the same image kind of with pop punk and it's not, but it's goddamn close. And then we go to adjacent stuff and it's like, yo, is drug church a hardcore band or a punk band or like, where would you even, is it closer one than the other? Because, you know, like Drug Church probably is more likely to go on tour with Neverending Game in 2024 than Bad Religion. But they're touring with Alkaline Trio. Right, right. So I don't know, you know. Um, And there's stuff like Military Gun. Military Gun, I might feel more comfortable calling a punk band than a hardcore band. Sonically, you know what I mean? All these bands are alternative bands to me. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I've said it a million times on this podcast. I don't fight anybody on this assessment, but they're all just, all of course to me. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, look, it's eighties. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> respectfully to Tom, it's eighties. You, you, you got, you got, you got pulled down the hole and you're starting to look, I bet. Uh, yeah, I'm looking and I'm just saying, uh, 80s. we had a full conversation since that conversation. Pat's like, Nope, it's the eighties. Well, thanks dad. <laughs> Listen, it's bad Wi-Fi plus you, the You're winning, son. <laughs> so, so uh, I would like, if it's okay with you, fellas, uh, if sure. l- let's do let's do our recap a little bit. But I would like to get to our prognostication because that's always fun. It sure is, um, Patrick. We've kind of gone over a few things. What do you think was a prevailing thing happening in 2023? I know it's so uh, hard to look back at way back when yesterday. Well, it's it's only hard because I'm going to mess it up with confuse it. Tom, do you know that quote? No, what is it? Way back when yesterday. No, Patrick. Uh, no. So, way back when yesterday. To my Philly's best straight edge band. Yesterday. Oh, we're all posing. Come on, Patrick. I hate you song. It's an I hate Uh, you song. McRed. Um, okay, so I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> so wait, uh, okay. A- ask me. Mm-hmm. Ask I thought it was a fucking Pat, Ken- Pat Kenlin because that's how we usually get him. I usually yeah, get him with the lyrics. Um, sorry. Uh, no, go on. Uh, the prevailing trend you saw last year, um, sonically or otherwise. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, was 2023 or was it 2022 that saw kind of the the full swing of the uh, adjacent stuff? That was 2022, right? 22, yeah. Okay. So uh, 2023. Last year, Jace was on top. Right. Okay. So Jace was on top last year, uh, perhaps uh, benefiting from the turnstile moment a little bit, something I had kind of discounted early on and have since walked back in a very big way. Uh, seeing that I think that we all benefited from turnstile in a pretty major way. Um, 
So <clears throat> what was prevailing this past year? Uh, let's talk about what wasn't. And I'll do. I feel like fat, like Pat was in class and was not paying attention, and now he's trying to kill time. No, after the no, no. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do it by process. I'm mean, like, like reading different things off the board. The professor. Right, he's like, for. "Would you like to come up and put your answer on the board?" You're like, "What has changed?" Listen, <laughs> slow walk, standing up. Kind no, of no, no, I'm, tra- I'm yeah. trying to do it by process of elimination because you know uh, our I'm, teacher's name is Mr. Williams. <laughs> Listen, and, I'm ba- I'm bad with I'm bad with these years containing things to years, so I'm trying here. Um, okay, so I think we all anticipated um, more bands trying to adapt to the turnstile moment, and we didn't actually see that. We saw a couple uh, bands that were already in that direction, maybe mm. list that way, but we didn't we we didn't see. I can only think of two kind of um, purely misguided efforts attempts at that sure yeah right. um, but do you think just, we've seen other attempts that like they, it just didn't like strike us as actual attempts oh maybe, do you think people yeah. are like i can't believe they didn't like that people went for it but it did not like hit us as oh you're trying to be turnstile yeah that could be you know what sure. and if they did kudos to them for not being you know, you know like, like something that wasn't it's somebody who, who yeah, copied homework you. well you know what i mean shout out right. we're never mad at you i'm never mad at the dude who copied the homework but uh changed uh 36 enough to uh make it not plagiarism shout out yeah but because so, uh, i think okay. patrick's point is well hit because uh, i think last year i certainly thought like man turnstile had such a moment there's gonna be not just copycats, but like we're talking, we're talking Xerox shit, and right. didn't really see that uh, instead, okay, so, which is good, right? So I've got it. So this is not a cop out, thank you, Tom. Uh, this is the actual fact. This was a transition year between that moment and what I think is going to dominate the next year and a half, two years, three years, which is, uh, I think we're going into heavier material now. I think we're going to be less what a transition. <clears throat> yeah, this was this was a transition year. I think we're going into less welcoming material or less welcoming vibes, uh, m- more um, stratified or or balcon- balkanized uh, uh, scenes. I do, I don't have uh, terribly positive predictions for for the next couple of years. Um, not Did someone get this MF for a scythe. Jesus. Uh, no, I, listen, it, uh, we've talked about this. It's just the nature. You're not, of no, the, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. Nature of the thing. Um, you know, the, all the things that, that build us up, we then take for granted and we squander. <laughs> and, and also they just don't appeal necessarily to, uh, to uh, a person who didn't own that moment, who are who are arriving maybe after that moment, right? So, if you uh, kind of were not part of that turnstile summer of love thing, like it didn't appeal to you, or you arrived after it in whatever way, like you arrived at the tail end of it, you want your own identity, you want your own moment, and I I, I think that we are going into another thing where some of the adjacent bands are going to be, you know, I've talked about this. I think that there's going to be a number of them that are grandfathered in. This is, this is me being totally negative everybody. And I understand. I like all your bands that drug church plays with. I'm not, I, and I wish the best for you. I think scowl might've been the last ones through the door. I, I, I think that the, 
the, that whole era might be coming to a close right now. And, mm. uh, pain of truth might just be the shit that might be it. You know what I mean? Not pain of truth specifically, although yes, they are going to be, you know, no, be but the style. Big. Sure, sure, sure. But, but, but that, that type of vibe. Now understand when I'm talking about using pain of truth as an example, and I'm saying, oh yeah, things are going to be rougher and it's not going to be as good. It's no reflection on pain of truth or any of these bands. It's just to say that <clears throat> I think that there's going to be, uh, this, the thing that built, made hardcore big the last couple years, which was a overall welcoming and harmless vibe is I think that is coming to a close and is going to be replaced by something that by virtue of the fact that it is more dangerous is more exclusive. And once that becomes real enough, and what I mean by that is every, pardon me, I'm using this phrase in, in like a literal way, not in a um, judge judgmental way. Every person who is a tourist to subculture loves the trappings of danger. They don't actually mm -hmm. want their skull cracked. And when it becomes skull crack time, I think we're going to see an exodus of a lot of people who came in while the vibes were all, all sunny, sun, sunny and positive, you know? And uh, this is my prediction for 2024. Uh, put it, put it in the books. Uh, <laughs> and and you no, know, I don't necessarily disagree with you, Patty. Right. I was I was waiting. I want to hear what you had uh, on that, Tom. I feel like I I think it's it's going to become a time that it's going to like it's going to be gate kept physically. Mm. Mm. Rather than like rather than being like you can't you can't have you know. Gatekeeping for me and Bob and you were like, yo, you can't have that fucking that burn seven inch, <laughs> sure. fucking right. new jack. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like, you can't own that purple burn sweatshirt mm -hmm. or t shirt. I think now it's going to be like, you know, the you know it, it got so big and it was so welcoming and it was like this and it was awesome. I mean, there's no, I prefer that than anything. But I think some, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm worried that something bad will happen. Mm. Well, Tom, can I can and, and, uh, yeah. Can can I run something by you? And Bob is a sure. little bit less on this tip than than you and I. Mm. Although we all we all don't want to see actual violence at shows. No, no, but, no. But yeah, yeah. but I think a good mosh. Well, that's kind of where I'm going. Is <clears throat> when I say this new era is going to be less welcoming. When I say this new era is going is going to have a darker vibe and more dangerous uh uh energy to it. I want everybody to understand it's not really a judgment on my part because I, I'm fine with that. That's what you liked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know that's what I mean? I mean, that's, yeah, it's not like you're not a pop punk kid. You're here because you like fucking, yeah. you went, went into a fucking stigmata your whole life. Like, it's not because you liked fucking, mm. you know what I mean? Like, and I, so that, yeah, like, they, oh yeah. Like to be clear, this is no judgment on any of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I wonder, you know, like, you know, we all hear the story, like you know, those stories of people that are like, "Yeah, I went to go see this band, but while I was up front, this other band played, and I got like my fucking head kicked in, and then I stopped going." I think that we're gonna see <clears throat> that culture, especially with mixed bills. Yeah, we're gonna see that culture class where it's, um, hey, why are they doing that? Why are they? moshing so hard why that's not the way we're supposed to do at hardcore shows and then there's going to be people going 
what are you talking about? That's how we always dance at shows. Right. Uh, I've been going to military gone. I've been going to anxious. I've been going to, you know, and I'm not, I'm using those bands as examples. Cause like I, they're fucking, I, hard, I, they're they're fucking hardcore bands, you know yeah. what I mean? But there'll be a separation of church and state in this way where people who got, who <clears throat> I'm not going to say got in through turnstile, but maybe are more accustomed to a certain style of hardcore show. Right. Are migrating into them and not which are wild in and of itself. Totally, totally, and but are not. They're not violent. Not violent in that way. Not they're like joyous a, people jumping off the stage and jumping around. It's fucking awesome. That's right. Right. Like it, well, and I mean, Patrick, I'm sure you could feel this. At some point, you're gonna have a drug church fan come to you and be like, "Yeah, I love drug church, but you know, I went to X Y Z show too." And uh, I got my head split open, and I just don't think I'm ever going to go to those kind of shows again. You know what I mean? Like, that's coming. Like, that oh. stuff is going to happen. I mean, it's already started. Yes. Sure. So, so, so you hear so stories of people like, got into it through TikTok, and then they're like, oh my God. Like, oh fuck. This is like, these are like actual grown human beings doing this to other people. Right. Like, yo, this shit hurts. Now, uh, here's, here's my perspective on this. One of these is better for me financially than the other one. So, so I'm incentivized to let things ride or to say, like, if I had to choose, I, I would let things rise and ride and say, yeah, this is awesome. Like we're getting so many new kids in the, the energy is really good. Like, look, for sure. we gotta, we gotta talk about the Taco Bell hardcore allegation that's out there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love Taco Bell's relevancy in, in all conversations 2024 so far. A lot of people were talking about the price gouging, Bob. You were I on know, some. I saw it. I, well, well, they're just uh, we're seeing. I'm seeing it connected to minimum wages. We're fucking we're guys, big brain in this shit out, guys. Am I hmm. wrong, or is the moment that something becomes risible or a meme that? <laughs> That that it is, it, it means that it's toast. It's toast, right? It's so cooked. So so again, yo, this is a sensitive subject, everybody, because I know that there's a lot of bands who put their full self into their music, and I I'm truly I mean this on God, I am not shitting on you. I want you all to succeed. Uh, it's just I'm talking about what I'm observing. If if I'm wrong about all of it, I'll happily admit I'm wrong when it when the time comes. I'm just saying that as soon as there is a term for a thing, it means that it's, it's peaked. Right. Mm. And that now it is okay to say a bad word about it, which it may not have been previously. And for real, for real. And Taco Bell hardcore, whether or not you agree, like, okay. A lot of our listeners, when you can make it one word, like when you have a fucking three word thing that you can describe the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. It's over. uh, Right. So, uh, Everybody, this is not the language that this podcast uses. It's simply a statement of how th- people talked in uh, 2005. Uh, girlfriend hardcore became a thing. And yeah, when, th- for sure. when, when that language was applied to something, it meant, oh, we can encapsulate it. We know what it is. It's easily defined. And the people, and there's people who are over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, and that's that's what this shit. Yeah, that's how these shifts happen. And right, it's easily shunned. You can be like, ugh. Yes, right, exactly. You listen to this, like, like Gorilla Biscuits was girlfriend hardcore. Right, and oh, and, yeah. and and so I think that this is 
interesting. And I also think that not for nothing, when we're talking about something like Turnstile, obviously Turnstile is going to continue to win. You know what I mean? Like I'm, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like, uh, it's not like the tides changing is going to cost them much. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's, uh, it's just this phenomenon that all things, you know, there's seasons, right? <laughs> it's just seasons to, to everything. And, uh, I think that this is a fascinating moment that I, I wish, I wish we could go back a year and I, uh, you know, like the, the wave was, the wind was still at my back. Uh, mm-hmm. hopefully I'm grandfathered in, in such a way that, uh, you know, like, uh, like, like whatever happens, uh, like my, my bands will maintain their fans in whatever way that's it's, it's all good either way. But what it is, is there is a definite change on the horizon, whether it's a, uh, six month window or whether it's an 18 month window, we're going to see a major transition into a, um, more exclusive. And I don't mean that like people are fucking pricks. I mean, more exclusive by the nature of the fact that it, it, it it's it's going to alienate someone thing that is going to happen that's my prediction wow <laughs> doom and gloom it's not no, but it's not I mean, doom and gloom it's just another it's just another season you know what i mean it's just another that, no you're not wrong happening. it's 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 how it turns and then then the big curiosity is what is the reaction and pivot to that so there's there's what will the music churn out in that period what will it be like quite often pretty interesting uh and then what will be the reaction to it will it go the other way will we see some you know like it's funny because we talk about these these bands that are in the in between you know life's question are they more of a heavy band or more of a melodic band they're both you know what i mean like i would if somebody who is coming to me from either side like, hey, I, I like exclusively the hardest and heaviest, but I'm curious about something with more melody. Well, first, I'm going to point them at something like Crown of Thorns. But then if they're looking for a contemporary thing, I'm going to say life's question, you know? Uh, if someone who's into the melodic stuff is looking to get in heavy and wants new bands, I'm going to say, yeah, check out life's question. Um, <clears throat> so so, anyways, there's that, that side. Is this, because Pat, you've been thinking about this in the doom and gloom way for a while. Is this kind of your final thesis? Do you think this is the culmination? And do you think it happens this year? Mm. That's the tough question, right? It's a tough question. Um, <clears throat> because here, I'll, I'll make some points for this. Um, and this is the kind of stuff like, yo, your band's about to go on tour with Alkaline Trio. That's a gigantic goddamn band. Big band. Bands, yeah. There's other bands who are getting huge opportunities that are and are not yet discussed. Um, does a lot of the stuff that's propelling hardcore and hardcore Jason, et cetera, into larger spaces move out of the smaller space? in essence, creating kind of this vacuum or space between the two things? Yes. Yes. Right? And then that means that could happen this year. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen as soon as very soon. Or, you know, do we see overlap? You know, I, I, I think it's, I think what we are looking at right now is the overlap of the last two years. And, and you know, if you want to go back even further, the overlap of these worlds since right after COVID. And, you know, you can define right after COVID however you want. I mean when bands started getting out and touring again. Right. 
we're we're theoretically due for a new turnstile record. You know, and I'm just going on cycling and what the band has done. Some point, if not this year, beginning of next. Yeah, there was he did an interview with uh, Norman Arenas, right? Norman Bryan, I'm sorry. Yo, 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 wait, Tom. Before I get help me, yeah, forgive my ignorance. So that fella is. I was just told that fella's playing on Thursday. I didn't know that. Um, For I mean, he has in the last couple years. He's been playing guitar for. uh, He took Tom Thursday's place. Gotcha. Okay, so so I didn't know any of that shit. Uh, I hadn't. I guess. Uh, it would be unfair to say I hadn't thought of him, but I hadn't thought of him specifically. I know, obviously, I've thought of his bands, but I haven't thought of him specifically in a minute. Uh, forget, uh, help me out. Did he change his name for a reason that I can ask, or no? I think it's personal reasons, <laughs> mostly. Right. Keep moving. I, I believe he's put them out there uh, in a very specific way, and if you're curious, you should seek that out. But major respect to the dude who has been doing awesome stuff in music, um, part of Resurrection, part of a little band called Tom takes them over embrace Texas reason. He was going to run away for a bit. He was in an antimatter fanzine straight up. Great zine. Great, yeah, great, one great, one great. One of the classics. Of all one of the first to like, was that one of the, like other than the rock and roll, uh, the maximum rock and roll to bring it to like a more like pro vibe. Uh, I mean, he. Just, I think it's fair. I think he, you know what? Actually, I think, like I, think, and stuff. I think, I think antimatter is the, best example of a look let me first says my favorite zine of the 90s is hardware full stop yes antimatter is the best 90s zine i think hardware is a hardcore zine full stop antimatter is a 90s zine that encompasses hardcore and beyond in this really thoughtful cool way what he's doing with antimatter instagram and like i guess is it a Substack? whatever it is well worth the subscription and honestly. very cool very cool so he he interviewed brendan and what did brendan say i mean it was just kind of like you know it's actually a real i mean go read it you know they were talking about they were working on new material and stuff but just like his experience and how like yeah how what it hasn't changed that much for him you know and like yeah. him thinking like people's view of the band and his view of the band are like so di- so different i believe it you know and like Anyone that's out there, like, and, and can spare a couple bucks to like read, like, Nor- so Norman kind of bridged the gap of the '80s and '90s. So, like, he yeah. was like in the '80s hardcore scene and in the '90s, you know, <clears throat> emo scene that like kind of took yep, off, yep, yep. and like post hardcore and stuff like that. But like, he did this really cool article about like how like you know like the violence and hardcore like it started as like protecting ourselves from the outsiders, and then at some point it turned inward. Yeah, yeah, and it's like this like great art. I'm like, fuck, man, like. I never thought of it that way, but it's like, you know, like all those early eighties dudes and, you know, men and women back then were like violent, crazy against like anyone trying to like come in from the outside and fuck with them. And then all of a sudden, like that got taken care of. So everyone just like, like looked at each other and were like, well, I guess we're going to beat the shit out of each other now because the other stuff is already taken care of. And it was like, it was very, very poignant and very like sobering. Oh yeah. Well, it's like, we're all a bunch of fucking weirdos. Why is anyone fighting anybody? Well, right, and it's it's. Um, I think it recontextualizes the image of what violence is and what it's what its context is to hardcore, both in dancing and the music and the whole thing. You know, um, it's a great question. You know, if the concept was in a literal way, we were fighting the outside world before, and now we're fighting each other. How does that play out philosophically? 
you know um it's interesting fun thought experiment uh we're gonna, Norman on. open invite um i think uh yeah i, th- I think that's an interesting one t- patrick i i think i don't think either tom or me disagrees with being able to see that happen <laughs> you know what i mean right like uh we're due for a, a shift it's just, uh, my curiosity is it seems like the carrying capacity of hardcore increased significantly in terms of how many people are coming out to shows. If that remains, we're due for some interesting music and shows will still be cool. But if people are turned away or turned off or tuned out, that's where things, you know, that's where things go fallow. But I mean, it goes back to normal. Yeah. It might go back that's to true. normal. Right, which I mean isn't necessarily normal. Wouldn't be bad. No, no, no. Fucking abundant. No, but you know what I mean. Like now, like the biggest fest in the nineties are like a like a very good show now. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I say something though? I was enjoying my lifestyle. It's unfortunate <laughs> that the doors got <laughs> closed because it was it was a fun little ride. It so well, it's a Tom. Remember. Remember the trust kill era where you could uh, live off of touring for for a short time. I understand, but like, uh, yeah, yeah. And remember, those were the days. Those were the days. Remember how it felt. Uh, oh, th- you guys, th- that's the intro to the last drug church record. Is you guys doing that song? Uh, <laughs> that, but that's no, uh, no, no, no. you know, windows close on everything. People need to be down to earth, and and you can only hope that like in whatever small way you reach the escape velocity that you that you can still. That when windows when doors close, you still hang on to the people that like you. But uh, I let me just shout out. I mean, this has existed before. Like we were talking about Thursday. Like you, you know, there was a time that they were going to be the next Nirvana. Right. Right. You know what? And they're still doing damn well. Uh, Twenty well, years after the big right. Like yeah, exactly. And I so mean, like, there's a way to do this and age grad and gr- gracefully and and sort of stick around. Even when, you know, the high the the you know the 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 high tide isn't there anymore. Well, well, hold on. I don't want to. I would love for some predictions from you guys, so I don't want to derail this too much and go forever. But uh, here's a question regarding that: Do you think that uh, Thursday persists? Uh, and a static. Do you think they'll still like me in 2024, Bob? Pat? No, 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 no. No, no, <laughs> My no. Man, okay, is... no, no, no. Listen, do you think Thursday persists and a static lullaby does not because Thursday has tracks? Yes or no? Of course. Oh, d- well, d- don't say of course because some things that get resurrected, maybe not have careers, but that some things that have that get resurrected have no tracks whatsoever. <laughs> so, and it's just a, it's just a. I don't know if I buy that though. I feel like anyone who's had any kind of staying power mm. has a couple of tracks. Any of them, any band, you name any band that's like. I'm I'm curious to think who you're thinking of. Like I think of like bands that like you know like the Bled just played sold out two nights at La Poison Rouge. Nothing to sneeze at. No. no. They had some hits. They had some like if you listen to that record, there's some fucking really good songs on that for like that style of music. Like I think this is the bold, one of the better. when you talk about the blood, it's the boldest you get. It's it's the crazy. I really dig that one record, man. I really dig it. 
I've heard people defend boys night night boys boys night out boy I've heard boys people, night out I've heard people defend that one of that band's records up and down and I've looked at them like they're crazy but I've never in my life heard somebody defend the blood like you do it's fucking I mean, right, well number one they, they put us up in Tucson in like 2001 they were super nice to us but I like Pat. Have you have you listened to that record? I Bob will fucking hate it. I know for a fact. <laughs> I can hundred percent tell you. Like, I, and I get it. Like, yeah. it's not really my style. It just so happens to be like clicked for you. This one record that I kind of dig. Pat, have you, have you listened to Pass the Flask? No, I have not. Will you? For me? Yeah, of course. Well, let's just do it. I think you might be surprised. It's not what you think it is. It's not Boys Night Out. Okay, hmm. I mean, it's I super mean, heavy. I mean, listen, Boys Night Out might be great too. I don't know. I, I, these are things that I look. I just, you know, I, am I judging too harshly? Yeah, probably. That era was kind of alienating. You know, I didn't really get it, but it, I'm sure that there's. I mean, you were in your Spock Rock era too, though. I was. There's never Spock. There was no Spocking. Bob, we have pictures. Why is he acting like that? I mean, we have the fucking. We oh, have his paperwork. It was bro. Patrick. It was when you were living with that, that French. We got your paperwork. It was when you were living. Yeah, that yeah I was. I, I was living in a domestic partnership with that French dude that Tom's always talking about. Listen, it, it, it is. It's. I had a bad haircut once. Not the same shit. But, but here's the well, point. Some people have had that bad haircut for years. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Listen, but I, I think to stick around this long, <laughs> you have to have a couple. Like, all right. So I went to go see Glassjaw last week. Mm-hmm. How was mm-hmm. it? They were great. And you know what though? They have at least a couple songs that people can't wait to hear. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, I'm, Tom, I'm not going to drag it out of you, but but Bob, did you feel that the way, did you feel the way that his voice rose when he said that it was they were great? That, that it means that there's a falsehood here. Like, should should I get? The- no, 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 no. They were legit, like <laughs> super impressive. Okay, All right, here's yes, they are. Here's, they're players. They're players. I mean, they're in, I mean, the musicians are ridiculous. Daryl's voice is still great. They here's the thing. This is the balls that that band has. That like, I I kind of was like I felt awkward as like watching like a Three's Company show. Mm. So like, so it was their 30th anniversary. So they did their like their their set list was in reverse chronological order. Okay. Start off with a bunch of newer stuff. I mean, newer stuff that came out in 2017. So it's not sure, like brand yeah. new. Some other stuff in the middle. They had one major label record. They did like five or six songs off of that. They leave the stage for 15 full minutes. Mm. <laughs> and their encore was like six songs from the Roadrunner record, which is like kind of the hit. Yep. But the like so they did like 24 songs. Their set time was at 8:10. They were supposed to play for like 2 hours and 15 minutes or something. But the audacity to just kind of be like fuck them. We're going to wait 15 minutes. Like what'd you do in that 15 minutes here? Like now I'm ready. Like what if the story is so practical and it's just like yo. Yo, we shot I shot the one dudes. dude had to shit so yeah, bad yeah. and then he was, right. and then he was just like and to be honestly he was on like his phone scrolling. He's like, "Oh shit! Oh, you know what I mean? Like everybody's done it. It's okay. That's what in my head. That's what happened. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sure. But like, there'd, there'd be like 15 minutes and nobody left. Poo scrolling. It's all good. You know. I mean, maybe you know he was checking his parlay, whatever. But like, <laughs> um, yeah, f- fan du- fan duel just he's just fan dueling it up, being like, just checking what he's got going. It's all right. Good. I got Giannis for a triple double, and you know, yeah. fucking. Nick's, you know, Randall's Nick's over. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's get right. this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just you know, every one of those bands of that ilk, the Thrices, like there's bands like that. The reason why they're still around, 
in any way is because they have minimally a couple of songs sure that everybody likes okay all right uh, uh yeah all right. i don't know what, what that was apropos of because we no, talked for a while no, no. Uh, okay predictions and and this will come yeah, in the form of questions please. for both of you will a band from the hardcore world ish have a song that that gets big big in a way that goes outside of the sphere Yes. This year, obviously. Interesting, really. Okay. Well, here's why. So I have have a niece who's Mm. a kid. I mean, she's 20. Sure. But she's like a mainstream. Like, I like, you know, she like paid to go see like uh, Pitbull twice. Sure. And over the weekend, I saw her and she's like, yeah, I told my uh, I told my roommate that my uncle is in a screamo band. (laughs) (laughs) You do scream. And I go, oh. Oh. And but I was like, oh god! She's like, they didn't look it up. I go, no, I'm just offended that you called a screamo. Yeah, yeah. But but for someone who's like very, 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 very central, like just civilian, to know what screamo is, yeah, okay. I feel like it's like there's gonna be. I think there's like we haven't hit the top of the mountain yet, but we're gonna hit it, and then it's gonna then it's gonna plummet, and then fucking drug charge is gonna be opening for like sworn enemy or something. But like. <laughs> Or you're gonna like hardcore is gonna take back over. Like hard hardcore is gonna be the the leader. I mean, hard hard hardcore is gonna be the. Leader. I mean, it is the leader, really. Yeah, it's the, it's gonna be the leading shit in hardcore for some time. But but I, Bob, are you asking? Can that shit cross over? Because that shit is that doesn't cross over. No, 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 uh, no. You know I mean, what I mean. We, are, are we seeing? The, um, yeah, is, is, is they're gonna have the the ska song that hits? Is there? Where's the can't wait one minute more? You know what I mean. I mean, listen. Military guns in the running. Scowls certainly in the running. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, not to. Uh, we don't know what what, what Jules' daddy's got right now. Well, that's right. I, I personally think, and this is not to knock. Uh, you know, my uh, band. Th- no, there's bands that I really love. Like Fiddlehead is great, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, but in some respects, I'd put Fiddlehead and Drug Church in the same category of less less likely to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do that mm. i think that i think that the scout maybe the younger bands i don't know I, I don't know if them being younger has anything to do with it necessarily but i think scout, i mean i think a citizen could have a, a hit yeah citizen's really an interesting band because they've ju- what they've done is they've just shored up their fans so completely mm-hmm. like they, like there's nobody that likes citizen that's going to drop off because of a record you know what i mean <laughs> like they just have fans so Citizen is, uh, I guess, low key or high key. I don't know how people would. I don't know what people's perception of the band is, but they're they're a band as we as an adult views that idea. You know, what I mean, right. like that, that that is a, that is a band. So, uh, yeah, Citizen always could, sure, uh, but I think in terms of um, kind of uh, 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 Super Bowl commercial. Uh, type of thing that just comes out of nowhere shocks everybody uh i think something like scowl is is the front runner uh military guns in the mix you know uh, uh who are some yeah. of the other um, dark Jason horses Fan- there's dark horses out from yeah 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 uh I, I so i so this isn't something that i think has a ton of um uh assailability necessarily but i think can kind of find strange lanes is is uh, show me the body Right, because mm. because show, show me the body is not like it, it doesn't have like that kind of like a tuneful uh, pop sensibility, but it has uh, it, it, 
it, it does something different that I think you could hear. I, and everybody, for the record, I know that the the top of the mountain is not having a fucking Budweiser commercial. I, I'm just saying that. <laughs> the, the, I, I'm just saying in terms of and that your local rock station will have it in like correct. Rotation. That's it. You nailed it. You nailed it. Like, and um, that's the hard question is at this point, like, what does that even mean? But but it becomes it gets outside of the spheres. The best way I could put it somehow finds more ears than it doesn't because like, you know, turnstile popped. <coughs> I mean, they, they were on like every goddamn late night show. And I, did they have a song that penetrated mainstream? Kind of not. It's just the band. No. They may have though. I don't, I, mean, yeah. do, I no, don't have no. enough radio. So no. here, here's the thing. I don't think so. They hit, I, they hit that level under, which is like frequent, serious liquid metal, whatever. Right, right, right. They got that audience easy. You know? Well, okay. So, so I don't know much about this world other than uh, when when Victory was really popping, and they might have been the only label in our world that did that. Although Tom, you could tell me if Trustkill had a guy. Uh, they had everyone a, had a guy. They had a radio guy. Yeah. Was, oh yeah, we had a radio guy whose sole job was to sell the, those oh, bands to radio. To radio. I do yep. I do not know, and I should, but but I do not know if that is a thing for the labels of our world in this time in this moment. I, I don't know that, um, and that that's not necessarily a bad reflection on any of these labels. It's the landscape has changed so completely, you know. So so I I I just simply don't know. I'll I'll text both my labels and see what their answer is. I feel like there has to be, but like there used to be like concrete. Yeah, it was like a place that would be like you know. I mean, it was all bullshit. They pay you know, you'd pay money, then you'd get like back that they're like you were the fourth most added record at college radio this yes. week. Oh. Yes, yeah. And it's like oh cool, and you know like nothing in vain was like higher than corn for one week, and then it's like, <laughs> and then we were on the, uh, weren't on the list next week. You know what I mean? Like okay, cool. It's something that you can put on something, but it doesn't fucking matter. But I don't know how many rock stations there are. Like I feel like rock stations and like. Middle America are like country stations, right? Like, is there a lot of like straight up, like we play, you know, after the stone Temple pilots block, here's fucking military gun. I don't know if there's a place that would do that. I I mean, maybe, I don't know. You no, travel one night. It's it, well, and, and then, and then what are you terrestrial radio? I'm, I'm not sure the penetration has to audiences that you want. You know what I mean? It's, it's I'm obviously like like a demo i feel like serious plays everything correct yeah and then yeah they, they would um but terrestrial radio are you even hitting young people like do young people like do people listen under 20 listen to the radio i maybe somewhere maybe but um all that said i am very curious and i would not bet on it but it's something i'm thinking about like hmm is someone who has the pop sensibility. We got, we see bands out there with the chops and also the temperament uh, to be unafraid to go, fuck it. Let's write the biggest chorus that we can go, you know, that I could see. So yeah, that's, that's my question. Um, Patrick, you're dubious. Tom, you could see it. I could see it. Yeah. I think a band could just be like, fuck it. You know, like we, we, we hit the right sure. formula. And this is it. I, I I think I I could see it too. Uh, my big prediction sonically is that 
we are going to see some pairing off. And whereas I thought, I, I actually thought 2023 had a really good level of different stuff. Like there was a lot of sixes, some sevens and a, a couple eights. Uh. In 2024, we might get a nine or two, like a nine, a nine, but less in the middle, less sixes. But there might be a few full full blast offs. So I'm I'm always excited for that. I like higher highs, um, and I'm very curious to see if if people's dalliance with street punk and oi continues because. To me, that music, when it's aggressive, when it's pushing, is at its best. I like the hints of melody. I like some of the bands that go full melodic. But you got to be the best of the best for me to fuck with it. Um, being just okay doesn't do anything for me. I'm totally apathetic to it. Just my sensibility. So I'm super curious about that world. Uh, and those are my main off-the-dome prognos- prognostications. Tom, you gonna you want to leave the people with anything here? I'm trying to think of some records that I'm I'm looking mm. forward to an end an L, end it LP. Yeah, that's. A I good don't know one. if that's even in the uh, makings yet, but I hopefully like I'm psyched to see what's next for them. I think they got. I think 2023 was real big for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and they got to play a lot of big shows, and the reactions have gotten even bigger and all that sort of stuff. I'm curious to see what that next record does. So I'm psyched for that. Um, trying to think what other records that like are on the. I mean, there is a, you know, from what it sounds like, there's a turnstile record. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how long these things take for a band. Percolating. We could say it's percolating. Yeah. Um, um, the drug charge record coming. I like to, I'm pretty psyched on. Uh, I think, I think one step closer is due for some material. I'm excited for that. Uh, right. Is there going to be new, uh, um, uh, anxious stuff mm. for that tour? The, mm. uh, I don't know about the, the, I think the, they just told me they're writing. I don't know. Yeah, if they're in the they're they're out. in the writing process. They're not not there yet. But they, oh, I, I maybe this question. year. Yeah, this year. Okay. Yeah, shout out to the one step closer Koyo anxious tour. That's a cool thing. That is yeah, cool. I like those, that. Those It'll be big. It. Um, you know what? Here's what I hope because we said it last week. I hope. I'm not sure, but I hope touring still the thing. That was a nice little takeaway last year. I think touring was a nice sustainable thing. We saw a lot of it. I think a lot of people had fun. Any shows I went to, which were significantly few, um, were really fun, uh, except for one or two. But most of them were super fun. <laughs> so, Blast them. Uh, what were the ones that sucked? Mm, no. Uh, yeah. You know what? The, the, the shows I went to were all really fun in their own ways, and I think that energy is going to per- be pervasive. I think we're going to see that. Um, and I hope that it's still... Like it seems like bands who are kind of still on the kickoff stage of doing what they're doing are being able to do even little things limited, you know, like, Hey, we we're flying out into doing a week. We're going to do a long weekend here are able to do those things and be viable enough that it's, and I say viable for themselves to do it and be like, cool. We didn't just, I didn't lose my job. And we didn't lose the van. <laughs> and, you right, know, right. we have enough money to uh, pay for our merch. Fantastic! And that's at the end of the day. That's one of the big things to hope for. All right, here's my question for you guys. Hit us. Hit it. What's the what's the new band? The new new of 2024. Oh, 
That's a good like, what's the band that you go like? This is the new band that's going to be like the next thing. Okay, um, <clears throat> uh, Scarab, Balmora. Uh, there's some stuff I really like. Oh, what's that band? I think Caveman from San Francisco is going to be something. Okay. I think that's going to do something. Uh, I think. Like what's what's the next gel? Will there ever be another gel? Yeah, there will. There yeah. will be. <laughs> like a, like a punk band, like that a punk it, band like, that crosses over to to hardcore. Yeah, punk and hardcore. Yeah, I don't know if that. I feel like that's such a lightning in a bottle that I don't know if that'll have, like a punk band that has well, I mean, to like th- punk around and get huge. Think about Spy. You know what I mean? They're not the same as Gel, but they're they're killing it in their own way. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. think about this: Spy's first New York show. They got flown out just to play New York. What? That's That's amazing. Um, No, so I think we're going to continue to see stuff from the Bay. I think that big boy band who played FYA, I think they're already every show. I think they're already bigger than people put together. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, I have a whole list in my head, but it's just um, hmm. it's an interesting question. I think that there's going to be a few bands who level up. But like new new, I think that I think oh you know what I would like to see Broken Vow pop off. I think that's a band yeah. who deserves it. Um, and they just need a they're working they're out there working hard. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to see when bands who are putting in the work and catching with pocket scenes when it inevitably comes together. Like Broken Vow could have that moment at a couple of the big fests this year if they get on. Um, Absolutely, because I think of that. I think like yo. Know, I'll say this: Have Heart was not everybody's favorite band in two thousand five. No, but you went to random cities and they did pretty well. And then all of a sudden, it's like whoa! <laughs> they just right. played Sync with Cali Fest, and that was one of the biggest reactions of the weekend. What the fuck? Mm. Uh, and then a year later, they're the biggest band going down to nothing in certain parts of the country. You couldn't even, you could say their name and people were like, what the hell is that? Never heard of it, you know? But they were blowing up the South. Like, they'd go play Florida to 400 kids right. on the regular for for years before people in the Northeast caught on, and then they did. And it was like, boom, all of a sudden, you know, it was like, oh, DTN does well in Virginia, and then it's like, and oh, and, and down in Atlanta, oh, and down in Florida, and then it's like, Oh, and they're doing really well whenever they come out to California. Oh, and now, you know, they do. Oh, whoa, they're one of the biggest bands in hardcore. So I right, can see right. a few bands doing that. So shout out to them. Um, yeah, those are my my picks right there. It's a couple. Yeah, I'm excited to see what's coming. You know, I'm really excited. Patrick, got any picks? Band that Zero. pops off this year? Zero. <sighs> Tom, final question Patty's for you. The scene. Yeah. Should I let Patrick get off with? Using the words "riz" and "on God" within seconds of each other earlier, like like he's did, been in California for. I don't think I used riz. You did. You did. You used riz no, and on God. Uh, you, you apparently are staying at a middle school in Juniper. Hills. He's mid forty. <laughs> for real, for <laughs> real. Like, when I said for real, for real, it was a dig. <laughs> I was hoping to be able to hit you with some. No, man, you don't have that riz. <laughs> Listen. I've got a. And what about the toilet guy that you're talking about? My last, like, what is happening? Toilet. I've got. Listen, I've got a ten year old in the house. What do you want, oh, Patrick? You're, you're so skibbity. You're so skibbity. You're so 
What is it? Uh, Phantom tax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,